E-Tidings Cosmos, Good Morning, 21st Century World of Worlds. This is Radio Richard Island, coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of life itself. Thormila Falter Rothensha, I am your host, Richard McSweeney, a self-designated lyrical Irish philosopher of the natural kind. Hear this, listener, give it here your fullness of ear. From the beginning there is breath, and upon that breath there are words. Two whys I have this day. First, why it is I know not, but I have a tendency to notice thoughtless, couldn't be careless what others think or may feel, things that people do. Everywhere I go I notice such things. Sometimes I have to look away and gaze into the sky to give myself a welcome break. Rather than present here examples of such, I would instead invite the reader, the listener, to examine themselves if they are in the habit of doing such things. You might be surprised to find how thoughtless you can be at times. Such thoughtlessness may not alone be directed towards the people around us, either in the home the workplace, or in the streets, or along by the rivers and fields, but also to any and all life-forms that cohabit the planet with us, even to the coming and going visitors from beyond. And my second why is, why it is I know not, but I have a tendency to notice thoughtful, ever concerned about what others think or may feel, things that people do. Everywhere I go I notice such wonderful things. Rather than present here examples of such, I would instead invite the reader, the listener, to examine themselves if they are in the habit of doing such thoughtful things. You might be surprised to find how thoughtful you can be at times. Such thoughtfulness may not alone be directed towards the people around us, either in the home, the workplace, or in the streets, or along by the rivers and fields, but also to any and all life-forms that cohabit the planet with us, even to the coming and going visitors from beyond. And the sage in the digital age speaks of the philosopher of old saying, Standing on top of a mountain, he would say to himself, This indeed is a fine height for depth of thought. With strolling along a valley, he would say, this indeed is a fine depth for height of thought. How much more so could my thoughts extend, I wonder, if I could stand on a cloud or swim at the bottom of the sea? I wonder is the bottom of the sea deeper than the deepest caves on land? If there are places deeper than these, then I would also like to visit them. Deeper and deeper into depths, higher and higher into heights do I enjoy taking my thoughts. I wonder does deeper ever meet up with higher, and does wider ever meet up with either of them? Having no limits on my thoughts is my constant stepping on from point. In today's broadcast I'll be reading from As You Like It, Tao Dai Jing, and the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. This is a reading in continuity from as you like it. Not see him since? Sir, sir, that cannot be. 
But were I not the better part made mercy, I should not seek an absent argument of my revenge thou present. But look to it. Find out thy brother. Wheresoever he is, seek him with candle, bring him dead or living within this twelve month, or turn thou no more to seek a living in our territory. Thy lands and all things that thou dost call thine, what seizure do we seize into our hands? Till thou canst quit thee by thy brother's mouth of what we think against thee. Oh, that your highness knew my heart in this, I, I never loved my brother in my life. More villain you, thou. Well, push him out of doors, and let my officers of such a nature make an extent upon his house and lands. Do this expediently, and turn him going. Hang there my verse in witness of my love. And thou, trice crowned queen of night, survey with thy chaste eye from thy pale sphere above, thy huntress's name that my full life doth sway. O Rosalind, these trees shall be my books, and in their barks my thoughts I'll character, that every eye which in this forest looks shall see thy virtue witnessed everywhere. Run, run, Orlando, carve in every tree the fair, the chaste, unexpressive she. And how like you this shepherd's life, Master Touchstone? Truly, a shepherd in respect of itself, it is a good life, but in respect that it is a shepherd's life, it is not. In respect that it is solitary, I like it very well, but in respect that it is private, it is a very vile life. Now, in respect it is in the fields, it pleaseth me well, but in respect it is not in the court, it is tedious. As is it a spare life, look you, it fits my humour well, but as there is no more plenty in it, it goes much against my stomach. Has any philosophy in thee, shepherd? No more, but that I know the more one sickens, the worse at ease he is, and that he that wants money, means, and content is without three good friends, that the property of rain is to wet, and fire to burn, that good pasture makes fat sheep and that a great cause of the night is lack of the sun, that he that had learned no wit by nature nor art may complain of good breeding or comes of a very dull kindred. Such a one is a natural philosopher. Wast ever in court, shepherd? No, truly. Then thou art damned. Nay, I hope. Truly thou art damned like an ill-roasted egg all in one side. For not being at court, your reason. Why, if thou never wast at court, thou never sawest good manners. If thou never sawest good manners, then thy manners must be wicked. And the wickedness is sin, and sin is damnation. Thou art in a perilous state, shepherd. Not a witch, Touchstone. Those that are good manners at the court are as ridiculous in the country as the behaviour of the country is most mockable at the court. You told me you salute not at the court, but kiss your hands. That courtesy would be uncleanly if courtiers were shepherds. Instance bravely, come, instance. Why, we are still handling our ewes, and their fells, you know, are greasy. Why do not your courtiers' hands sweat? And is not the grease of mutton as wholesome as the sweat of a man? Shallow, shallow, a better instance, I say, come. Besides, our hands are hard. Your lips will feed them the sooner. Shallow again, a more sounder instance, come. And they are often tarred over with the surgery of our sheep. And uh, would you have us kissed tar? The courtier's hands are perfumed with civet. 
Most shallow man, thou worms meet in respect of a good piece of flesh indeed. Learn of the wise and perpend. Severed is of a baser bath than tar, the very uncleanly flux of a cat. Mend the ensign's shepherd. You have too courtly a wit for me, I'll rest. Wilt thou rest damned? God help thee, shallow man. God made incision in thee, thou art raw. Sir, I am a true labourer. I am that I eat. Get that I wear. O no man hate, envy no man's happiness. Glad of other men's good, content with my harm, and the greatest of my pride is to see my ewes graze and my lambs suck. That is another simple sin in you, to bring the ewes and the rams together, and to offer to get your living by the copulation of cattle, to be bored to a bellwether, and to betray a she-lamb of a twelve-month to a crooked-pated old cuckoldy ram, or of all reasonable match. If thou beest not damned for this, the devil himself will have no shepherds. I cannot see else how thou shouldst scape. Thou thy jing, Installment 28 He who has manhood's strength and takes upon him the female's feebleness, his inclusiveness is worthy of being looked up to as the world's dale. Being the world's dale, absolute virtue will not leave him. Further, he will enter into a baby's attribute. He who has the reputation of the pure and takes upon him the reputation of the unclean, he is worthy of being looked up to as the world's model. Being the world's model, absolute virtue will not be in short. Further, he will be able to attain extreme bliss. He who has a glorious status and takes upon himself a humble situation is worthy of being looked up to as the world's valley. Being the world's valley, absolute virtue is sufficient in him. He will enter into the state of pristine simplicity. When pristine simplicity is broken up, it turns to appear in various utensils' shapes. The sage who realizes the importance of pristine simplicity thereby selects the officers. Therefore the great perfection shouldn't be cut into pieces. This is an interpretation, after my own fashioning, of some lines from the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. No three-star visitor spoke to me, saying, Humacula Tavera, what stories, what anecdotes, what insights do you bring to this new dawn? There was once a rhetorician who excelled throughout the length and breadth of the island in his use of the most difficult of words and their arrangement in a sentence. He was without a doubt brilliant, save that there was no one at all who could understand hardly a word of what he was saying. And it wasn't that his words weren't clear, for they were very clear. It wasn't that he was using a wrong or unusual syntax or the like, rather it was purely a case of he not being able to convey meaning. He wasn't able to communicate. If he were to describe, say, a robin flying over an ivy-covered wall of a June morn, his words would run into the tens of hundreds, and still no one, be they highly learned or not, could grasp that he was or wasn't talking about a robin flying over an ivy-covered wall of a June morn. Now, one day, 
a highly skilled gossiper, a spreader of whatever news or weather condition would come his way, happened to meet him. A wit having shared with him a piece of gossip could in no way understand his reply. It sounded like an unknown language he was speaking, and he spoke to the rhetorician, saying, There is an easier way of saying that, by means of which I would be able to understand you within a few moments. With the expenditure of very few words, and those few words to be short in length and in nice order, the result accomplished would be great, in that I would be able to fully understand what it is you are saying. Would you not like to try it? How does accomplish it, therefore, operational in producing, mediating? The gossiper taking a chance, taking a guess, that his words meant, how does it work, replied by saying, say, say like this, for instance, the sun likes hiding beyond the horizon in the evenings, only comes it out from there in the mornings. Honest to profundity is that an exactitude of saying, please don't bother me with simplicity at home, with sophistication I am. There now, here you, see it does work for you. Very nicely do you use it too. And by the way, who doesn't appreciate sophistication in expression? Who doesn't like to, to strive for an eloquence in their words? The greatest of sophistication is to be found in simplicity, and can by means of simplicity be well delivered. Understood with gratitude. We'll be taking it fully on board from now on. In no time at all, kings and queens, princes and princesses, bakers and carpenters, laundrymen and laundrywomen, shepherds and shepherdesses, and many the more besides of various responsibilities throughout the island, would flock to listen to his words whenever he was nearby. For he spoke to them with an eloquence and sophistication that each in accordance to their own knowledge of things could well understand and make good on. In a dawn reverie of this new day, meditated I on what an immortal self of mine did say, did lovingly relay way back in days of long, long, long gone by. O mortal self of mine, when with living in your own realm and time, you yourself will teach yourself your way. Lead yourself in a noble and eventful path you will. All right, I will leave it at that for today. Enjoy taking very good care of yourself and those around you. Be ever so grateful for your many blessings. And spare a thought, too, for people's living in faraway places, in all different kinds of situations, often very difficult, and not at all of their own making. You've been listening to an Irish philosopher of the natural kind bringing radio to the Internet via Radio Richard Island, on the air globally for about 15 minutes, Monday to Friday. The script format of today's broadcast will be available at a future date on AuthenticClosetDramascripts.com It is truly an honor to have your listening.
It is more than a voice in your ear. There is power in listening, more than a phrase in your eye. Insight there is in reading. Enjoy both, and please do spread the word. Thank you so much, Richard. May you be a blessing unto yourself by way of your past, by way of your present, and by way of your future. Sloan, August Benachtschlad.